0: Started January 10th, 2024. Happy belated posthumous birthdays to Elvis Presley and David Bowie, rock star men, carriers of a lot of, I would say, symbolism uh, for the world stage. Both of them embody, I think, the uh, more or less the type of idol worship that we're accustomed to. Is really, I think standardized with the Elvis, and the Elvis is basically rock star worship, and what is a rock star? Well, um, if you break it down and you look at Starman and David Bowie and all the symbolism, to be quite honest, I think you're worshiping the man who fell to earth, or Satan, basically. Mr. Satan, Starman, Elvis, of course, L, uh, old name for Saturn, and we're looking at world stage personas, or or living idols every single day. We're always talking about them. And this idol worship is more than just entertainment. I I believe it's actually part of the cult that runs this place. And if you look at how magic works, at least in theory and practice, group magical ritual, all of this begins to make sense. Which is why we're revisiting a documentary we made a couple of years ago called NASA and the Cult of the Obelisk. And we have like three years of content and research to add to it, so what I'm doing is a re-edit. So tomorrow, we're going to be doing a Zoom conference, and we're going to go over the documentary, The Cult of the Obelisk, and how this, what I consider to be, the religion that runs the world, uh, the mystery religion that controls the monolithic world view shaping media. And we're going to discuss its template, its architecture, its trappings. It's ritualistic expressions through the pageantry of mass media. Uh, More or less, the space program as the exoteric expression of this new world order religious paradigm dressed up as science. But this Cult of the obelisk again was like a two-hour documentary we did um, a couple years ago. Maybe two and a half hours. A lot of content. But there's a lot more to add to it. So we're going to go over all of it again and if you want to join in on this and get into the zoom conference tickets are on sale now three dollars and this is tomorrow 6 p.m to 9 p.m mountain time it might go on longer you know we'll start at six but it may drag on which is fine the more the better because then afterward we're going to take all this content and condense it into a re-edit of the original and i think it'll be much more comprehensive and a lot of this is going to be based on the updated version of secret religion of the elite but it's all about idol worship and we'll be discussing the symbolism of not just the obelisk and the space program but of these various living idols that they bring to us as entertainers alright let's see who's in the chat here joined by elephant tusks Diana South, Truth Faction, Cheesy Cool oh yeah Truth Faction says the Alaskan door issue that happened this week yeah look anything with the airplanes that's all tied in to leave the world behind which again tied into Donnie Darko which all has to do with planes falling symbolic of the Tower of Babel falling but that's that's right online its consistent with what we've been expecting the case for predictive programming has been made anybody denying it is not worth listening to because they are reality compromised they've been fooled and you can call them fools why not you know it's 2024 we've already crossed that line we've gone over that edge and we didn't fall. There's more out there. They just don't know. And they've been fooled into a smaller, closed system designed you know, for the massified, Trumanized mind to coexist in the Truman show with no resistance. Elephant Tusk says, What do you suggest for those that are growing tired of the world stage BS? Uh, look within. Find a hobby. Creativity. I mean... People get mad or tired of the bad guys running the world and stuff, but when you really break it down, what are we tired of? The chemtrails? Because I think ice in the sky is beautiful. I look at these condensation trails, and I'm like, these chemtrail skyphobes are outraged when they look at the sky every winter. It's the same thing. They freak out. It's like, those are serious clouds. And if you think those are ugly, it's because of cultural pessimism induced into the fringe right to make you hate airplanes as much as the Gretas on the left do. So what my point of it is, if looking at the world stage makes you angry or more scared, then you're doing it wrong. If anything, this should be lightening your load. It should be lightening your cognitive load. Removing superstitions, fear, guilt is a good thing. It really is. Uh, There are measurable effects that you can find a lot of published research about On what media does to you? On what rumors do? On what being triggered does consistently? You know, we we all are dealing with this social media where you used to have five, ten, fifteen, twenty people in your social circle, maybe a hundred max that you interact with, that you know on a personal basis. I mean, it depends on you know you, but my point of it is now your friend list is in the thousands, and it's scaled up to such an extent that we we are just always one click away from being triggered and there is a cumulative measurable effect and when ninety nine point nine percent of what people are being triggered about is fake then what's the point of remaining plugged into it like the constant ups and downs that the magas or the QAnons are attached to waiting for the plan looking at the calendars counting days waiting for the sky to fall waiting for salvation it's a culty mindset and One of the reasons for the end times scenarios, however they sell it to you, is to constrain your sense of time down to the now. Just like they want to shrink your world with a false paradigm, a false model, they also shrink your sense of time. So they control time and space. They want to constrict it all. The world's going to end now if we don't do this. You're an emotional hostage. It is an emotional hostage situation, in a sense. And it's all by design. You know, I mentioned the Truman, um, the, the Trumanized, massified mind, and this is the Truman Show. Lesko says, New Awar dropped very interesting theories on Christianity obfuscation of the ancient world. Cool. So again, uh, for those who are growing tired of it, um, I, I don't actually think it should make you tired or bored or anything. I mean, look, you're privy to some secrets that a lot of people had to, you know, um, sign their name in blood to have access to. It's an elite privilege. And most of the people up the pyramid aren't high enough to be in the know about the stuff that we talk about every single day. All right, let's continue here. Ecker Creech said, I watched the weather YouTuber for hours Tuesday. Maybe I can show up Thursday night. Well, it's going to be entertaining. And comprehensive. We're going to do a discussion uncovering the mystery religion that controls the monolithic worldview-shaping media. And this is beyond, this is not debate, this is beyond that. This is actually just a fact that we know who runs the world by their outer trappings. And it's not one of these low-hanging fruit, red herrings, these scapegoats that all of the truthers are chasing. Like the Jews under the tunnels. They fall for that stuff all the time because they're fools. And, look, uh, Stu Peters is a fool. His followers are all fools. Anybody who takes Tucker Carlson's assessment on January 6th seriously is a fool. Because they don't account for movie magic, theater, psychological warfare. They don't account for the monolithic nature of media itself. Like, Look, they're in the world stage. They're in a different world. We're off world stage. There's a distinction. And it's going to become clearer as we go deeper into the propaganda uh, cacophony of 2024, which it's already starting off to be a monster. We already have uh, journalists caught on hot mic joking about Trump being assassinated quote, like JFK. Again, how long have we been talking about this head wound predictive programming for Donald Trump? All the JFK associ- associations have been saying, you know, JFK is not going to come back, but they're going to JFK Donald Trump. And here they're quite literally just putting it in our faces that this is coming. And why would they do this? It's not because they're dark occultists who have to reveal what they're going to do in advance to avoid karma, blah blah blah. That's that's new age claptrap to mystify the truth so that you don't leave the world stage. They want you to think it's real, but they're so bad they hint about it first. No, that's not how this works. We know that's not how this works. Others believe it because they're truefers and they're taking menthol laced red pills the fact of it is they're writing our history as we live it day by day and the news media presents these events that we've already accepted subconsciously it's already been created as a inevitable conclusion of what came before it's fait accompli they bore the neural pathways in your mind so when it happens even though it's way outside the realm of possibility it's just immediately accepted as real and that's what they want. So all these truthers out there, like... Look, Donnie Darkened, anonymous, he went on Tim Pool to talk about Trump being the Antichrist, and he's going to get this head... They talked about this stuff. Mainstream. Alt media is mainstream. These big channels are all just controlled opposition. But why would they put them out there if they didn't want this to be heard? And here's why. It's the guardrail. So when people are arguing, did China do it? Did Russia do it? Did a liberal do it? Did a... A trans shooter with a gun do it. They're going to have all kinds of who done it scenarios. But the one they don't want you to consider is that it didn't happen. that it was a squib planted in his wig. So they're going to squib him, but most of the truthers are going to fall for it. And again, we're not truthers here. Uh, truthers are the opposite side of the coin of the liars and the liars and the truthers are two sides of the same game, and neither one of them is connected to objective reality. It's a... The word truth is a misnomer here. That's why we say truthers. Joined by Jungle Jim, Bilkes14, Frank Murr, thanks for joining. Yeah, again, I put a link for the Cult of the Obelisk re-edit in the newsletter as well. And we're doing a... $3 admission price, and the reason why is we're upgrading my Zoom, because we're going to be using Zoom conferences quite often, starting pretty much now. In fact, uh, tomorrow we may begin the early morning shows, because uh, it's way more convenient for a lot of reasons for me to be in here early. I'm talking like 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. All right, let's go ahead and continue through my notes. We're just getting started here. I just wanted to let people know the re-edit is going to happen. And when it's complete this final documentary um when we add everything on to what we did before the final version um should be of such a a quality production wise and polished enough that it shouldn't be censored on youtube you know we've been dealing with so much censorship that i think uh they shoot me down when i'm just shooting off at the mouth and i say the wrong thing like blah 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 is fake but when it comes to this type of content, I don't think they're going to have as easy a time censoring it. Uh, also, the first issue of the IPS Insider will be published soon online first, so you can read it there. I've been putting a lot of time writing and editing uh, into the first one. And the subsequent ones will go faster, because I'll be working off a template. And we're moving towards the Civil War, because World War Three got boring. We've got Borda Zelensky. World War 3 was kind of sidelined by the 15 9-11s, or the equivalent of 15 9-11s that happened in Israel. The day after Modern Warfare 3, the video game, came out. No coincidences there, right? But nobody cares about World War 3 anymore. It just didn't live up to the hype. And we can't say World War IV because 3 wasn't all that devastating, so they just switch it back to the Civil War. Now we're ready for the Civil War, and that's really scary, for some reason. Uh, the auto 101 copies are arriving. In fact, they were delayed because of the weather, but they will be here tomorrow. That is confirmed. So again, those are shipping out as soon as I get them. And if you have any uh, questions regarding orders or tracking numbers, feel free to email me. Tomorrow will be the day that everything gets fulfilled. Anything else? Uh, Infinite Plane Radio made Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis Top TSL's Power 50. Talk Stream Live has their Power 50 report. The 50 most influential and most listened to streaming talk shows. The Power 50 includes the big personalities talk show fans would expect, as well as some new media rising stars. Millions of listening sessions during 2023 were sampled to produce this report. Again, Ground Zero, Clyde Lewis's top Power 50. We were number 34. And if you notice, 34 has been the new 33 as of late, so I kind of think it makes sense. G33 says, "Did you see the Hebrew Temple tunnel thing in New York? Yeah, it's a huge nothing burger, but everybody on the right is running with it because of this recent spate of uh, blame the Jew thing." And look, this is my this is what it truly is, and you can debate this if you feel like it. But uh, critical race theory is the leftist woke view of the world, and America, and America as the center of this. Uh, you know, whiteness as a construct and of course everything that defines the West that needs to change is criticized and it has to do with the systemic institutionalized inequality that needs to be changed so no matter who's in control no matter how good their intentions it's just intrinsically bad because we need to get rid of this element on the other side on the right they have critical Jew theory which is the exact same thing just replace white with Jew so I have no sympathy for the critical Jew theorists who think they're being replaced because they're basically playing into the same psyop. It's a it's a victim thing. Oh, we're victims, we're being replaced, we're oppressed. And I'm like, wait a minute here. You're kind of just parroting the other side. Like In other words, you're just woke. And woke is fake. The left-wing wokeism is married to big government, and so they're lost. But the right-wing who get agitated into these positions are at least heading in the right direction but they get caught up in the political horseshoe and so if you're chasing a red herring because you think you know who controls the world uh you have a basically you have a hook through your your your, your mouth they, they they got you you took the bait but they're letting people run with it following people like Stu peters oh yeah there's tunnels the are trafficking children and there's a tunnel that leads to the children's museum like andrew tate he's like andrew tate's on twitter to Ben Shapiro, and he's like, "Are you going to say anything about the tunnels to the children's museums? Like, what does Andrew Tate think that they store children in museums? It doesn't make sense. Or they snatch them from like what field trips? Andrew Tate, a human trafficker, who's probably mad and jealous that he didn't think about using tunnels instead of conventional means for trafficking his victims. But I'm just saying, give it about a, give it a little while. Joe Fier says, "Tim, you don't see anything fishy about the Jews at all." No, I I don't think in stereotypes. I don't generalize. And it's just such an intellectually dishonest position. And, and the people who fall for it are fools. Absolutely fools. And you've been fooled if you fall for that stuff. And you can't prove any of it. Not to mention, like I'm saying, it's controlled opposition to critical race theory. It's just the same garbage. So if you're one of these Hitler fanboys and you believe this narrative, in my view, you're basically right wing woke you know i had someone ask me about something before and it kind of just struck me that what i was looking at was uh, a controlled narrative and he said you never talk about the race realism so i look into it and i find out where he's coming from and it all makes sense now it all it all makes sense but i don't really care to get into this stuff mainly because it's it's again it's low-hanging fruit for people who believe the news and it's something else too it's it's you can't really throw your lot in with people who don't know what's real and fake you have to really stay pure with auto hoaxology and skepticism uh, that position that you can find this one group to blame is non-skeptical media let me go ahead and bring this up because this um, individual on twitter messaged me and he said the longer you wait to address race realism the more I think you're a shill. So, in other words, until I talk about his concerns about racial separatism, he's going to look at me as someone working for the non-pure whites. So this is insane to me, because this is just blood purity. And it's very similar to anti-vax in a lot of ways, but he's accusing me of being a traitor or something. And I don't care about this stuff, but again, these individuals do. And I'm saying if you do, then you're not a skeptic. It's, It's a garbage position to take but anyway I want to go into a blog post I made about it here okay here we go these are dialectical mind containers and these individuals who fall for the stuff are victims of MSM psychological warfare so you have traditional sin and moral panic versus progressive sin and viral pandemic you have the Provax open skin blood purity And then you have the closed skin, anti-vax, blood purity. You have closed border, ethno-fascism. Open border, globalism. These are all categories where they split the public into these boxes. And so, again, um, when someone says, aren't you worried about Jews? I'm like, well, what are you? Give me a picture of your face, and let me get your pedigree, and let's see what your genealogy says, because your thoughts as an individual don't matter. You've been canceled. You don't exist, Joe. Joe Fiora, who's asking about the Jews, you're just your skin color. So let's see your pedigree and let's categorize your race and make sure you're pure enough to even be in this category that you're claiming because you might not be pure. You see what I mean? It's a real... Um, how would you put this? Materialistic. It reduces people down to their uh, physical attributes. And moreover... It makes you fodder for the power elite who want you to act like zoo animals so they can put you in cages, because they are your zookeepers. So if you're like, I am my skin color, it's like, okay, cool, you're just an animal. Like, I don't care what you have to say if that's all you are. Your opinions don't matter to me. You're like, I am just this. Good for you. And not only that, then they get totally dishonest about it. So It's like they say, I don't mean all Jews. Well, which ones do you mean? It just gets to be a pointless discussion, and if you're going to talk about this stuff, you ought to have the courage to put your face out there. Like the guy who called me out for not defending his race or whatever, uh, he's, he's like, you're not a race realist. It's like, well, let me see your face. Let me make sure that you're not secretly somebody else, you know, working for controlled opposition, working for the ADL or something. So anyway, anybody who's racially categorized, that's fine. Be you. But go hang out with other um, meat suits. Go hang out with meat suits that match your meat suit and make more meat suits and try to outnumber the other meat suits, but don't pretend like your opinions matter. Because once you've put your meat suit over your individuality, you don't matter anymore. You're just, you're basically cattle, which is pathetic. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Truthers, by and large, and this is something I've been talking about lately, are propaganda mules, and they're non-skeptical at that. I don't choose from two options. I don't take sides or get goaded into taking sides, because this is about putting a war in your head. Like, oh, now my tribe is at war with that tribe. And it's just, it's just I'm sorry, but it's, it's just annoying that we should even have to talk about this. Like We should all be above this at this point. But some people aren't. Some people aren't above it, and like, really? If you're not a fed or an informant, and you really believe it then go out there and march about it. But they don't. The people who really, truly believe it should be out there showing it off, but they don't. They just do it on Twitter. I'm like, well, do you really believe it? And if you do believe it, and all you can do is defend your tribe on Twitter, then you deserve to be replaced. Okay, now, again, the reason why I'm saying this stuff is that they put the war in our heads. And this is good news, that it's not real. These various... Like, there's like one of the things I keep hearing is, oh, look, the borders are open, and there are military-age men coming in. You know, I heard this four years ago. I heard this eight years ago. I heard this when I used to listen to Michael Savage on the way to work, where military-age men are coming in. they're um, radical Islamists dressed up as Mexicans. So you got, like, terrorists with sombreros sneaking into the border. They're going to kill us all. They're going into the cells, you know, terror cells, the mosques, and there's going to be a global jihad. Like, how many times have they hyped this up Or El Salvadorian gangs are coming to the border and they're going to uh, kill all the white people and enslave all the teenagers. Plan of San Diego. I've heard all these scenarios with these dangerous immigrants. And you know what? The fact of it is, it never happens. Build the wall, build the wall. It never happened. We never built the wall. Didn't change anything. And I'm saying is that I don't think any of this stuff whatsoever is threatening to me or any of us. I think these are fake threats. And one way to tell if it's fake, it only affects one side. The left doesn't care, the right cares. The right doesn't care, the left cares. These are partisan psyops. And they need it to be partisan. They need it to be split because they're creating war. So there's not a war in my head. World War II, Civil War Three, World War Thirty-Three, Civil War, whatever this is. And the counter is not a resistance. So this is something else to consider. It, when you take the side of the counter, like, I'm the anti, like, I'm the good guy, they're the bad guys. This is a coordinated reaction. It's a reactionary position. So again, I had to defer to War Games. The quote from War Games, strange game, the only winning move is not to play. So I'm not playing, and by not playing, it doesn't mean I'm not paying attention, or that I'm sticking my head in the sand. I'm paying more attention than the people who are playing because they tend to get focused on their own side Uh, to the contrary I think that not playing means simply stepping back uh, suspending judgment not plugging into the 24 7 news cycle but it actually does not mean unplugging altogether I think it's important to be informed Uh, you have the masses who are misinformed and then you have the people who don't pay attention who are uninformed and then you have those of us who pay attention who are informed and informed is a position of power. Uninformed means that you're going to have to follow along with the sheeple and whatever they get from the box because you won't have a clue. So again, resistance to counter-narratives doesn't, doesn't even oppose the thing. So if we're talking about psychological warfare and you are joining one of the sides, you're part of what keeps the thing going. That's how it works. You don't resist by playing the antagonist. The only non-controlled opposition position is off-world stage. So you have to step out. And how do you step out? And this is what we've been talking about quite a lot. It has to do with recognizing the screened reality and what it is, because we do live in a simulation. And it's not simulation theory, it's simulation fact. Our internal representation of the world is a product of a creatively reinterpreted version of reality, and it's designed to keep us blinkered. Think the Truman Show. You live in a cage, but the bars are made of lies, false explanations, things that you haven't tested. And I've been thinking about the power of lies. In fact, I have a manuscript I've been working on uh, really for about a year now on the subject about how when somebody is trusting a spouse who's a serial liar, uh, and they accept a lot of things, you know, alibis, just various distortions, um, they have a an alternate version of reality implanted in their head about how that person exists in relation to them. And so this lie augmented reality uh, puts that person at a disadvantage. They can be taken advantage of quite easily, and that's what the lies are used for. And the MSM is a big fat liar, we all know this, and we live in a lie augmented reality. And the people who believe the lies are fools. And there's just a ton of them. And I'm trying to break away, well I have broken away, we're breaking away, from a lot of unwitting liars. Propaganda mules. People who spread rumor and fear because they feel like it's virtuous. When really it's not. If you think about it, if the counter-narrative that you spread is just more fear and fear, are you doing any good? Like, for example, and maybe I'm I'm being a little facetious here, but... Let's say the needle thing was nothing more than a blood pact with the state, a test of faith, an initiation, a communion wafer, just a symbolic act, like, you know, prick your finger, get into the, the witch cult or whatever, like, it's just an, an initiation. Let's say that's all it is. Okay, well, if you look at the placebo effect or psychosomatics, you might be able to make the case that it would really be harmful to a lot of people who are scared of it who are made scared of it by the truthers so ironically maybe you could say that the truthers are responsible for all the vax damage now next uh, let's break down the screened reality MSM this is the mainstream mediated reality and this is the one most people exist in where their nose is pressed up against the screen and the screen establishes the frame of reference and the context of their lives. So this is Normieville. Blissful and happy. These are the ones who are asleep, the blue pills. And these ones make the woke mad because they're apathetic. They make the red pill mad because they're sleeping. Then you have MSM+. plus, Suspicious minds seeking additional information to complete the incomplete pictures. But what they don't know is that the Pieces that they're finding are often there to keep them in the screen's frame of reference. We're talking about truther bait. Counter-narratives. So by going deeper to fill in the blanks, they actually fall into the alternate reality game a level deeper than the normies. So the red pill isn't waking up, nor is the woke pill. Again, it's taking you into a more emotionally engaged, hysteric End times version of reality. And this would include Chinese space lasers. Um, it would include replacement theory, xenophobia, sky phobia, any kind of these phobias, any of these invented things. I mean, look, the fact is, uh, atomic bombs are fake. Like, this should totally reset your perspective on everything. And the scale of fakeability is something that needs to be considered as well, which we also take into consideration. And truthers don't consider how fakeable things are. Again, they get deeper into the matrix. Now, MSM minus, this is the one that subtracts unverifiable information before forming opinions or judging something as real or fake. Skeptical minds that recognize the, the role your frame of reference plays in worldview formation adopting a non-belief posture non-belief is something they do not want they do not want there to be cultures of non-belief they want believers versus believers but I don't think you have enough information to know these things to be true so therefore you don't have to say you believe it's true unless you just want to be a believer but what does that really mean it just means you go with the consensus you're going with the the sim but the unscreened mind, that's kind of what I'm talking about here. The one that doesn't have any premise established for it that it hasn't tested, that it just took from hearsay. And I see a lot of fools. That's what I'm talking about. The, the, we can all agree that the blue-pilled are fooled. That the woke are fooled. That the red-pill community is largely fooled. I think we just need to call things like they are. And stop pretending like they're somehow closer to the truth just because they're mad at the mainstream. That's not really good enough. We need to stop pandering to death clingers, corpse clutchers. Like, if someone says, I know somebody died at this event. How dare you say it's fake? I'm like, well, look, you're covered in theatrical blood until you can provide evidence of an actual corpse. Why are you running around crisis acting? Like Alex Stein. Running around Uvalde. Running around Perry, Iowa. Crying for the fake dead kids. It's like, who are you, Robbie Parker? You don't know this stuff to be true but he's reinforcing the illusion. Why? Uh, Because he needs people, they need people on both sides to believe it. So we need to get rid of these these death clingers, corpse clutchers, Uh, we need to go ahead and screen out nasatologists. If you're a nasatologist and that's your religion, that's fine, but you don't have any evidence. So we can't treat your belief as equal to what we know to be true. Like we know it to be true that NASA is using movie magic more than science with anything above the Carmen line. We know this to be true. If you're denying the movie magic, then you're admitting to colossal naivety and ignorance, which is really something that's not something you can sustain. I mean, we can show you visually the evidence that it's video, that it's um, special effects. So there's just too many truferism orthodoxies. And this is one of the reasons why I've been so adamant about calling out the sky folks who are mad at what they consider to be ugly clouds. It's like you're shaking your fists at the sky because somebody programmed you to do that and your ego and emotions are so attached to it that you can't even admit that you might have been fooled. So I'm saying well, it's time to ditch the MSM Plus who are propaganda mules carrying water for the alt media. It's like why are you dealing These questionable red pills. Who's paying you to do this? Can't be reduced to an alt-media counter-narrative mule. And the task of the auto-hoaxer is to separate from all the mind junk and the mental malware. We have to take the insights that we have and move forward with it. Because what we're creating here is a parallel media. A self-aware demographic of cywar savvy mass media skeptics. going through some comments here. Let's see. Erica Creech says, the powers that be sets up or infiltrates both sides and pulls a rug on both sides or either one. Yeah, and what's something else too? Uh, Everything you get from alt media, and I focus on alt because that's the new authority for truthers, they assume everything's real. That's a problem. The fact that we just witnessed a debate, or you might have watched it, there was a debate with Alex Jones and these other guys about January 6th, they all treat the thing as real. Oh yeah, that that lady got shot. And it was a big riot, but it's because Ray Epps. And they're mad because Ray Epps only got like, uh, what, six months or something. Like, wait a minute here. Does don't, don't they understand how ridiculous this is? They're falling for the counter-narrative that Tucker said. I'm like, oh, it was a bunch of feds. No, it yeah, it was a bunch of feds, but it was a thousand actors. You realize January 6th was a simulated riot. It wasn't set up It wasn't provoked. It wasn't stimulated. It was simulated. And anyone who can't grasp that they brought out a thousand plus actors and faked the whole thing is just not existing in objective reality. They're sucked into the world stage theater. They are MSM. They are MSM+. plus. They haven't pulled their faces off the screen. G33 says, J6, puke in my mouth, so tired of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was an affront to our um cognition. It was really an attack on our I think our intellectual integrity in many ways. We're looking at real riots, real destruction, violence, things burning, and then we watch this pantomime. It's a joke. But then they remix it and they remix it and they rewrite it till, yep, yeah, it was just another nine eleven. All led by Jake and Jelly, thirty three year old with a spear in the ridiculous Buffalo costume, and now he's like a top-tier truther. You know, he's like on Infowars. I mean, think about that. If you can't see that this thing is rigged, and you got these ridiculous characters, and one more point here. One more point here. It doesn't matter if the election was rigged, if reality's rigged. I still have people who are like, well, we should be mad because there's facts coming out. They rigged the election. What do you mean reality's rigged? like this is this is uh again where we have to step back from the stage you're still on the stage if you think that we're fighting over one party rigging the other's election they're they're totally unified i think what what happens is people miss the forest for the trees and it's all by design you know we have this monolithic control over all media but it's disguised through all these you know these separate perspectives but they all Emphasize the essential fact of it being real Diana South says if nukes are real why is Nagasaki and Hiroshima thriving cities today? Yeah, what they did with nukes is they destroyed objective reality for the people not in the know So the people who control the media Like us have a perspective based solely on objectivity. They know how bad the minds have been filtered We're all we're talking about here is mind control Mass mind control. That's why uh, 2020 was such a great example of, you know, I I think, um, of how the mind war is their main objective. You know, it's not about killing people, it's about implanting fear. The weapon is fear. Like someone is talking about 5G towers. Like, oh, you're next to a 5G tower, are you worried? I'm like, no, but I would contend that 5G phobia is actually deadly. Like you could probably die if you were scared enough of a five G tower. Like I think there are some anti-vaxxers out there who would die if they were forced to get the pokey, and they might die before the needle even touches their skin. And it has nothing to do with what's in it, but it's the fear, it's the anxiety, it's the rage. Like if they were quote forced, they would freaking die. It's psychosomatic, and I you know I, I was talking to someone this morning about this about how. You can look into research about superstitious societies, voodoo, hexes, and how these beliefs create not only self-fulfilling prophecies, but psychosomatics, anxiety, the stress. And I think that if you're superstitious enough to be afraid of 5G towers, yeah, it probably is melting your gonads. You're never going to have kids. And something's wrong with your brain now. Like, it will do that to you. I think if you're afraid of cirrus clouds, those, those beautiful lines in the sky, left by passing planes uh, yeah you'll probably catch chemtrail lung die go to an early grave like I think fear is their main weapon and that's why I'm not scared I'm not afraid of any of this stuff one and two the people who are carriers of the fear need to be pointed out as such like what are you an agit prop promulgator for the new world order you want to scare people why Joined here by Pete Shea, he says, death clingers, body snatchers, zombie flesh devourers, Alex Jones, eat thy neighbor out of necessity gang, hey Tim and crew. Yeah, thanks for joining. I have a lot of comments, actually, from a few people on YouTube I've been putting them in notes, and I saw some comments from Pete Shea I wanted to get to, if I can find them today. Okay, continuing here. Yeah, chemtrail lung. Oh, yeah, fluoride. That's right. Like, if you're afraid of fluoride, it can probably kill you too. It'll probably make you apathetic and drop your IQ, and you'll just become a zombie because you drink so much fluoride water. I actually believed it. For a little while, I was drinking bottled water because Alex Jones is like, the fluoride will make you apathetic. You won't resist the New World Order. So I start drinking bottled water. And he's like no the bottled water contains bisphenol a and it'll mess with your hormones and you'll start um you know basically becoming um I, I, it'll screw up your hormones so i'm like okay wait so the bottled water is going to uh drop my testosterone or something and the tap water is going to make me apathetic so what do i do and he's like well here you just get my water filter you see how that works He sells you on fear from this water, sells you on fear from this water, and then he has the cure. So then what's more likely here? Like, do we trust Alex Jones? Like, you know, I know he lied about Sandy Hook. I know he lies about everything else. I know he's actually part of the infrastructure of control, but we can trust him about the water bullshit. I'm like, if anything, if the water tastes good, it's probably fine. But the fear of it being not fine will kill you. And I know it's not true, because I... I drink tap water, and it doesn't calm me down ever. Let's see what else we have here. Going through. Oh yeah, Diana South. They said that it'll it'll make you effeminate. The bottled water will feminize you. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. Better just get his filter just to make sure it doesn't come true. But anyway, my point here is that I think if you get rid of irrational, and this isn't trivial having an irrational fear in the back of your mind isn't trivial because we are designed to survive a very threatening world. And I think that this is how trauma induced mind control works. Your body is trained to avoid death. It's about self-preservation and if they can program you about certain things being scary, then these things exist. And I think the cumulative effect of unnecessary fear could be psychosomatic, could be stress levels, but more, It's almost like your bandwidth is being taken up by too many things. And I think if you cut these things away, I think it's liberating. I think there's a cognitive and emotional surplus that you could tap into. The instant you jettison the screen, you just walk away from the presupposition that you can trust that thing as a source of anything other than mis- and mal-information. It certainly freed up my mind from a lot of things I was concerned about. I mean, I was in the military. And I was trained on uh, nuke biochemical. So I just assumed these things were going to happen. Now we're going to get nerve gassed, uh, biological warfare, and uh, eventually there's going to be mushroom clouds and EMP and fallout. And I believed all this stuff. And I thought the world is on the precipice of destruction. And hopefully our politicians don't screw things up because we're all at their mercy. And now that is just a big clown show to me. I'm not worried. Does does that make me bad? Does that make me threatening? Well, some people would say so. Like, oh, look, if you keep listening to him, then you're not gonna be all hyped up so when the S hits the fan, you're gonna have popcorn and your neighbors who are preppers are gonna have bullets. That's what they think. And I also think that's kind of a hoax. There's this concept, and this goes back to Waco, goes back to Koresh, and Alex Jones is largely responsible for this. Uh, there's this concept that the world, and here's a meme that describes it, that the world is really close to global tyranny. The one thing that's protecting everybody, American gun owners, the Second Amendment, the AR-15. That if we don't have enough AR-15s in red-blooded Americans that love their freedom, the whole world's going to fall. This has been like a reoccurring theme. This is why, oh, they're going to get your guns is so threatening. Because it's not just that they're taking your guns. They're taking away the firewall against tyranny for all mankind for all time. So now, if you don't own a gun, you're not doing your patriotic duty. And if you have a gun, you're fighting the New World Order. It's, it's this theme, this, this uh, cliche, this uh, narrative that I just think is bunk. So here's this meme, and it has humanity at the bottom in this city. There's a big dam. And the dam says American gun owners and the water says global totalitarian state this is really central to the Infowars worldview the red pill right-wing worldview holds that this is the truth that you the American gun owner are saving humanity just by existing and the left wants to do these mass shootings to take your guns so that the world can be overrun by the totalitarian state that the dam will break. It's a cool story, but and, and it's an effective narrative, but I think this is also another one of these fear-based things. Let's see going through your comments, G33 says Alex Jones isn't the only place to get a good filter right right yeah, and I'm not against water filtration at all. I lived in El Paso and like the water touched the carpet, the carpet turned like this powdery white. But I'm just saying that when somebody tells you that there's something to be afraid of and they don't have anything to substantiate it, but you accept it because you trust them, then you enter into this you know, splinter reality. And that's what we see. I, I would say that the mainstream media is such a splinter reality. The world stage construct is a very scary place. Matt X says, I drink tap water all the time. Nothing wrong with it. The taste can vary due to the house and plumbing. I'm in the UK, so we have pretty good water. Well, I was told, well, we were told, the, whole, the mythology is that the Nazis used fluoride in the water, or the Russians did it in the gulags, that fluoride in the water pacifies the population and makes them calm. Alex Jones said it would knock 10 points off your IQ. He said it was like a lobotomy. So you're basically a fluoride head is a word to use who can't think. And that's a scary thing. I'm like, wow, that sounds terrible. We're all being poisoned. And then you have this ubiquitous bad guy, so now we're all being poisoned every single day. So now you're in a different state of mind like than the blue pillars, because now they're just sitting there comfortable watching TV, watching football, drinking the tap water. And they don't believe in chemtrails, so they're just being poisoned, and you're there trying to warn them, and then they laugh at you. Now, that dynamic is put there on purpose I think. I think they designed it so that truthers would look crazy. Because when you look crazy, they reject you. When they reject you, it paradoxically actually serves to strengthen your resolve. This is something of a tactic that I think is built into the evangelical um, parts of Christianity, where they see the rejection as signs that they're actually making progress. It's, again, paradoxical, but it works. Anx G said, I had a friend, an IPS listener, who took his own... Oh, that's terrible. Sorry about that. He was avid about chemtrails and do's. I'm sure this contributed to his self-destructive mindset. Well, look, the, the pessimism is never a good thing. I don't think. And cultural pessimism is one of the worst things that we see. The, the cultural Marxism, where in order to disabuse us of any desire to want to live better, elevate our standards of living, to own stuff, to own property... They make you feel bad about everything. Like, oh, you're rich, and because you're rich, those guys are poor. Or you're greedy, or some original crime happened, privilege. They have so many ways of attacking anything that's good, inverting it, and then making you feel guilty and terrible. And then you're convinced, oh, the world's so bad, why wouldn't they dump chemicals on us? You know, I ask people, what's your evidence for, for chemtrails? They say, I don't have any, but the bad guys are so bad, why wouldn't they? Or they'll, tell, they'll push it on me. They'll say, oh, so you think that the bad guys are so good that they wouldn't poison your waters? So they shift the burden of proof. They make appeals to motive just to affirm that, yes, indeed, my skies are toxic, you can't breathe the air, the water is killing me, and the borders are open, and military-age men are coming here to kill me. Like, they will double down, triple down, cling to the death cling to the darkness because of cultural pessimism. And when we tell them the good news, they get triggered. Like, you're not going to take away my dead kids. Like, here I am covered in, in blood, and you're telling me it's fake blood that I emoted for no reason? But, yeah, um, as far as your friend, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a terrible thing, um, but it probably didn't contribute. I hope it wouldn't have, but if it did, I mean to be honest it, it's hard to say when when you, when we deal with we, we talk about situations like you know people and their their mental illnesses etc i don't think you can take the patient as separate from the environment like oh like this person's sick and he's in this environment no it's more like there's a relationship it has to do his sickness is related to how he relates to that environment like i think there's a there's a connection there and when you look at the fact that we're being gaslit lie to, that our senses are being messed with, our sense of reality is purposefully distorted, I kind of think you can blame at least some of the mental illness on the power elite and their media and their mind war. I mean, the mind war does have casualties. That's undeniable. So yeah, I would say, yeah, blame it on them. I actually do. I actually do. I blame liberalism on the destruction of a few people that I know. Uh, thank you, Multi Zero Dagger. We appreciate the support here. Again, tomorrow's a big day. We're going to be doing Cult of the Obelisk, a re edit. Okay, let's see here. Dharma Queen says Whether or not people have what you think is an irrational fear of something has no bearing on whether the thing is factual. Right, but if you have not verified it to be real and you fear it, it is a superstition, in my opinion. And one of the things they have done is they have weaponized superstition. Like, bull cut shooters don't exist. You cannot convince me that there are bowl-cut shooters running around with AK-47s or AR-15s shooting up schools. Like, those don't exist. But, if um, someone did believe it, and they had their kids wearing Kevlar backpacks and doing drills, hyper-realistic drills, because they thought it was real, um, I would say, yeah, that's an irrational fear. And not only that, but irrational fears have consequences. You're gonna traumatize your children and politicize them against the right and get them involved in the mind war over something that doesn't exist. So yeah, I call out irrational fears. If you have an irrational fear, you're you're superstitious and you have an darkened mind. And that's where we're going. We are going into a very we are already in a dark age, but we're going into a darker age. News media is not there to inform you about what's going on in the world. Never has been. Any more than a holy book is there to tell you what's going on in the world. It's a worldview. The screen is not a window that lets you know what's happening at a distance. It's a filter and always has been. And it's largely, the worldview is largely a product of exclusion, of lies by omission, what they leave out, what they censor. And the worldview, the world is shrinking. It really is. As we get more interconnected, it is shrinking. And I think this may be one of the reasons why this AI rollout is so significant. Because it's using this new apparatus to gather information, like a web search in a way, but more nuanced information, more detailed information. And it's more reliable to give you a succinct breakdown or detailed information about any topic. And I think what's happening is, it's going to do a lot of the mental work and labor. You know, and when you outsource, it frees you. So AI will be very liberating, but at the same time it disconnects you from direct contact. And I think that the AI represents another layer between us and the direct perception of what it is that we're researching and talking about. And I think that what they're going to do is they're going to filter out ideas more easily this way. Eric Creech said, when the dark Age start um let's see when did the dark age start i mean did it ever end have we ever not been in a dark age when i say dark age i mean it like this Uh, darkness is a symbol of ignorance light is a symbol of you know awareness sentience and the rulers have the light and this is all their culty initiations are about the people on the outside having hoodwinks on they're in the darkness they're ignorant. And the people who are initiated have their hoods removed, and they're shown the light. So we live in an age, like I think they're all like this, I think it's always been like this, where you have your enlightened philosopher kings, you know, the rulers like Plato's Republic, and then you have the masses who are awash in belief systems that are all equally ignorant. Systems based on you know, beliefs, opinions, consensus, but the ones who know the truth, the knowers, are the ones who are, uh, I would say, it's knowers ruling over believers. We're not supposed to know a lot of this stuff. I mean, the only reason we're having these conversations is that we know too much. We've figured out some stuff, we've put a lot of things together, and we know a lot more about how this works than we're supposed to. Which makes this kind of interesting, because it makes it fun, but it makes it engaging, because no one's done this. Truevers have always been compromised and controlled. So when I say dark age, I mean an age of ignorance. And uh, the hoodwink today, you know, the hoodwink is the wool over your eyes. It's an expression. But it's like, okay, you're going into this secret group. They don't want you to know how to get there, so they put a hood over your head. So it's all just to disorient you. And it's all about secrecy until you can be sworn to not tell. So we're talking about security clearances and layers of people who are in the know more than those who are beneath them. I call it the lie world order. Uh, Thank you very much to uh, Les. Again links are below if you want to pick up tickets for the Cult of the Obelisk re-edit. It's going to be interesting and very informative. John's here says I was the very first listener and subscriber to IPS. Oh awesome. Thank you for joining us tonight and letting us know. The Infinite Plane Society started out from the very beginning doing similar to what we're doing right now. Uh, we recognize that the topic of the shape of the world had been put into a false dichotomy, flat, round, but it was like shape versus shape, or, sh- or round shape or flat. But in other words, both of them were models that... And I think both of these models are premature. We need more information. And that you're not going to arrive at anything until you bring in more info from outside of this controlled debate. So the infinite plane society was just saying, hey, it's infinite till proven otherwise. We need more information. And we had to confront the truth or orthodoxy who said, Oh, if the world isn't a ball, it must therefore be flat under a dome as per the Bible. So the dome construct didn't change anything you put a dome over it you don't add any more land you're in the exact same configuration except there's just no curve but it's fundamentally no different it's not a game-changer It doesn't change the amount of resources it doesn't negate the closed system and what that entails in terms of global warming for example so to me it was never about shape it was about open or closed are we in an open system or a closed system do we know everything Or is there more information? And so the people who accept the globe think, okay, we know everything that can be known, and it's pretty much settled. Then you have the other thing that says, no, we don't believe this, because NASA's a liar, and it's probably flat or something. But we need more information. But instead of going for more information, they went into an alternate closed system, the Bible model. So we kind of broke that. The IPS, the Infinite Plane Society, was about breaking through the dome. As the dome was really just a construct, constr- closed system outside of their mental dome. Same agenda, but now we're moving into the internal representation versus the uh, rather than the external world. Joined by Stranger Days says, "I was here in 2017, but my username was different." Yeah, I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, "Wow, how can this be? 2017? Now it's 2024. I mean, how many years?" Have we been at this? And is it worth it? Are we progressing? And I'm happy to say, yeah, absolutely. That we are actually learning as a think tank. We're gathering relevant information. And we've been vindicated on pretty much everything. And not only that, but we have plans to accelerate what we're doing, specifically this year. And it's going to get more interesting, if you ask me. Because we're not just collecting odd bits of information to debate certain things. You know, truthers are, and you know what they call conspiracy theorists, are skeptical about certain things. Like oh, Roswell, JFK, 9-11. They're skeptical about these certain things, and they fight against those because it's like the most obvious things but they never question the entire thing. And that's, of course, by design. Forest for the trees. Alex Jones has been running laps around a tree called Sandy Hook for more than 10 years to distract you from the fact that there have been two decades of similarly faked events. You see, they're they're hiding stuff from you. They're distracting people. We says, audio glitches right when you ditched NASA. Well, NASA is not gonna take you to outer space. They're actually about controlling your inner space. Their their objective was to give you a worldview, a view of the world that they want you to believe exists in this specific way. This is how it looks, and this is where you are, but also your internal worldview, as far as how you see the world, how you process your perceptions combined with what you get from media and this is where the psychological warfare enters and i I think nasa is there to actually suppress the populations control them through mind war i don't think nasa is merely limited to space because space is fake you like where's all that money going billions of dollars to fake space and all they do is they provide us with garbage pictures and they do these scuba dives pretending like they're in space but like that's not high budget where is all the money going well it's going to fake school shootings it's going to fake terror attacks. It's going to fake assassinations. It's going to celebrity BS. Like all of it, it's all integrated. Is there a meaningful distinction? No. I mean, Nasatology is the dominant religion. We did a poll last week. It's like, which space religion is scammier? Nasatology or Scientology? And most agreed that Nasatology is actually scammier, which is fair. They take a lot more in. Scientology has better actors, better celebrities associated with it. NASA's got better special effects. Now, if they combined, then it would be a win. And this may be the reason why Tom Cruise is going into the ISS. I've been saying this for some time that having a movie star like that going into the space station would prove for the next 50 years that it's real. That's all they need. They need to cross that line, merge the movie reality with the quote, real reality. And it, it, it's going to help, I think, cement the existence of space for the next generation, if they pull it off. That's all they do. They can't sell you something unless they have a celebrity in front of it. It's the weirdest thing. You know, like, Tom Hanks sold us on 2020. Didn't Nixon say something like that? He said, uh, the American public won't believe anything until they've seen it on television let me see if that was Nixon yeah the American people won't believe anything until they see it on television that's Richard Nixon and that's absolutely true let's see DJT predicts 2024 the enough and enough card is played oh yeah enough is enough is the Illuminati card where Trump gets the sniper bullet G33 says didn't Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard have something to do with both Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. L. Ron Hubbard started Scientology, and he was there with Jack Parsons at the beginning of NASA when they were doing their uh, Babylon working. You know, I came across some strange stuff from... Is it Gene Roddenberry, the Star Trek guy? And he was saying some pretty wild stuff. He was friends with L. Ron Hubbard. And apparently he was into seances. I don't know a lot about Gene Roddenberry. However... What I heard today was pretty, pretty significant, I think. He was talking about his connection, of all things, to the devil. I'll get that clip, because we're talking about uh, Star Trek. Star Trek's Gene Roddenberry. And it struck me as interesting, because of course the Live Long and Prosper hand sign is on the devil in the tarot card. In fact, I have this breakdown of the devil tarot card that I used to discuss a few things about it, about how it shows how our world actually exists today. In fact, let me bring up Gene Roddenberry, and then we'll get to the devil. So here he is, Star Trek creator, talking about how much the devil has taught him. What are some of Gene Roddenberry's strong beliefs? I believe in the devil. And I believe he has backed me ably all through my life. Um let's see. Is that enough, John? Are you now? okay, so he says, I believe in the devil and he has taught me all my life and then she goes to the director and says, Is that enough, John? Like she seems nervous. But then he goes on and he talks about how the devil taught him how to lie, and that's the devil's primary power let's let's get something of you okay not smiling. okay okay well I want to talk about the devil what I like about the devil is he's taught me to do things that get around my wife he's taught me to lie ably he's taught me to well mainly he's taught, teaches you to lie that's Mainly, he teaches you to lie. So this is Gene Roddenberry talking about the devil and lying. It's, it's a series of clips here. Uh, Secret Sun speaks says Gene Roddenberry was a total fraud and a furious sex pest. He connived his way into Hollywood through his LAPD connections and took credit for other people's ideas his entire career. Again, this is a uh, Secret Sun. He came up with, anyway, he goes on about how he was friends with L. Ron Hubbard. Interesting trail here. I'll probably follow through with this. This is Gene um, Roddenberry again on the Secret Sun blog spot. But here, here's um, the reason he brought this up. He was um, writing about the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, and he went into uh, Roddenberry's um, backstory and his connections to Alvaron Hubbard. Very fascinating, because the space program is mind control. All the science fiction is mind control. Space, the final frontier, all this stuff is about setting the stage. Again, the news is simply cementing as real what they prepared you for with all of the entertainment. But now, let me get to the devil card, because I think this is also a part of the picture here. And it ties into this conversation about ignorance. So so the devil card has the Live Long and Prosper sign. And he's holding a torch pointed down. The torch is a symbol of enlightenment. So the torch pointed down would be an apt symbol of endarkenment, which is what the card means. Uh, The devil is squatting on top of an iPhone. Again, this is a a black monolith, a black cube, all tied into the, the realm, the symbol of the realm the earth, uh, the material. And the man and the woman are chained to it, but one of the things to point out here is they're not fighting against the leash. They're actually having a good time eating grapes. But the live long and prosper, the connection to the black monolith here, and then I would say the upside down torch is very reminiscent of what? A rocket blasting up into space, the darkness above, which is fake. So the rocket, you could look at it, in this context, as an inverted torch, as a symbol of our collective endarkenment, as we all get fooled by this massive trick of the devil. Alright, let's continue. Commenter says, Warner Von Braun was a consultant on Star Trek. Yeah, Von Braun wrote Mars, a technical tale about the first colonizer of Mars, the Elon, whose ruling structure would be based on the papacy of Rome. So, in other words, Pope Elon. Joined by Poncho Lefty, he says, Hey guys, what's up? Hey, thanks for joining. Uh, The main thing you missed is tomorrow we're doing a Zoom conference on NASA and the Cult of the Obelisk. If you want to get a ticket to that, here's a link and this will be a live event if you miss it you will still see the final product with everybody else we'll have it edited together and polished neatly okay someone mentioned this a SciGirl tunnels in Gaza tunnels in Brooklyn tunnels in Tora Bora so all these tunnels popping up and we had just had a conversation about leave the world behind and the connection to Ellis in Wonderland And how the character Rose, who's compared to Donnie Darko, which is an Alice in Wonderland story, rabbit, running out of time, all this stuff, to see the end of the world, she had to leave the world behind and go into a bunker, go underground, like Alice. So all this tunnel talk is also correlating strongly with the bunker talk, and Zuckerberg getting a bunker. So again, there's a lot of talk, a lot of buzz, and we look at this thing from a Metascript perspective. What are the big themes? And one of the big themes is the tunnels, underground, bunkers. From a few days ago, again, this is from the hot mic. And when we say a hot mic, what does that really mean? I mean, this is obviously leaked. On purpose. They want these hot mic moments. Journalists caught on hot mic joking about Trump being assassinated like JFK. Interesting joke. Now, what they said was, quote, even if he has his window open and he's hanging out of it, he'll be on the other side of the street. One person could be heard saying on the live feed from the AP, quote, I mean, if he's driving, we got a good shot. The second reporter said, Yeah, if he's driving with the front window open. Then the conversation swerved into gallows humor about the former president arriving in an open-top car like the one President John F. Kennedy was riding when he was assassinated in Dallas on November 22nd, 1963. Or if it's a convertible, the second person said. So these two AP reporters are joking about Trump being killed like JFK. The movie Leave the World Behind was released on 1122. The zip code where everything takes place and they made a big point about showing all the numbers was 11963. 1963. Again, it came out on 1122. It has a 1963 and a reverse 911 in there. But again, that again movie nothing but foreshadowing, I would say there's some more of this indication that something's going to happen. With Trump. Got an email from Anonymous. He said, Tim, I happened to cross this by accident. This is a sound device that creates exact audible patterns of gunfire. The decibels are just below OSHA standards to keep simulated gunshots safe from hearing damage. They use this to train law enforcement. It can be paired with their training pistols, so an instructor can fire at the trainer and get repeated simulated gunshots at will. So along with squibs, fake blood, hyperreal masks, we have proof of the possibility that simulated gunfire exists. This tech could have been used in Vegas, or any of the other hoax shootings. It can explain why so many people freaked out during Las Vegas, because they could have heard what easily sounded like authentic gunfire. One of the things we unpack here are the various tools, the tricks that they have at their disposal, and it's important to know these things. So now we know that they can create authentic, look, fascinating, this is actually good to know. Active shooter response system providing a safe alternative to blank rounds. Most responders don't know how they'll react in the midst of an active shooting. So we created gunshot box which generates unlimited, adrenaline-invoking, simulated gunshots, replicating the intensity of shots fired for a safe alternative to blank rounds. Trainees will now be prepared to swiftly respond with predictable confidence and save lives. Yeah, this reminds me of the machine gun range in basic training, where they, they fire tracer rounds over you, and then you crawl underneath a concertina wire, And it's to acclimate you or get you at least familiar with the experience of of gunfire all around you. So that's interesting. And absolutely, most active shooter training systems lack the realism, experience, and sound of the real situation. You know what's really great about this, too? Is those children in the hyper-realistic school shooter drills who don't know if it's real or fake, who are cowering beneath their desks, are going to now be even more traumatized more turned off of the second amendment, they'll more likely vote Democrat because they will be so deeply traumatized by how realistic this is. Perfect, this is great. Hey, thank you, Poncho Lefty. Appreciate the support. All right, we'll move on from this. This is the gunshot box, unbelievable. Actually, nothing's unbelievable in this world. What won't people believe? A break in Gunman Storm TV channel in Ecuador take hostages. I don't know if any of you saw this drama. Just like those conspiracy theorists in that Batman cartoon hijacking the newsroom. Kind of a non-story. It hyped a lot of people up. Looked fake. but Uh, Ray Epps. This was a big story yesterday. Sentenced to one year probation. People are mad. The right-wingers are mad. The truthers are mad. Because they think that feds made it happen. Like Baked Alaska called this guy a fed. They think that it happened, though. That's the whole thing. They think it happened. No, it didn't happen. Breaking Ray F. Sentence. No jail time. Lone insurrectionist skates free. Gateway pundit. Because you can find him on record saying we have to storm the Capitol. Now, what do we have here? Going through my notes, we were talking about the plane, the door popped open, the phone fell 16,000 feet, and someone picked it up. Here's how an iPhone survived a 16,000 foot fall from a plane. So, the terminal velocity on your iPhone is about 30 miles per hour, although, if it's perpendicular to the ground, it could go 100 miles per hour. But it fell from the ground, or it fell to the ground, and someone picked it up. That was uh, Alaska Airlines, an AA. Again, all, everything that's happening just seems like a direct tie-in to leave the world behind. And leave the world behind is a perfect anagram for behold the end war live, which is what we're doing. The end war is something that we're going to watch live on TV. It's in your heads. And the people who accept the screen as reality will internalize that war. Anyway, a copaesthetic in The Gilded had said that the plane door opening up and the phone falling down reminded him of the scene from Nope. If you remember Nope, it's all about spectacle. In fact, the director said it was based or is inspired by the George Floyd event. But there's a scene where this these objects like that fall from the sky. So that's kind of interesting in itself. Um, if you haven't seen the movie Nope, I won't give you any spoilers, because it's honestly one of the best movies I've seen. It's uh, in the UFO suspense horror genre. It's it's actually really good, so I don't want to offer any spoilers. But yes, stuff falling from the sky like that, now that I think about it, easily a tie-in. Very fascinating, though. Uh, the The movie Nope... And how Jordan Peele, the director, was inspired by the George Floyd death and spectacle to create this movie that has nothing to do with the race war stuff, but has everything to do with um, people wanting to focus on something dramatic and, and, of course, the whole thing about Chauvin kneeling on him, the video. But what gets even more interesting is that he also directed Get Out. He directed, uh, we're talking about Jordan Peele. But if you look at the movie Nope, inspired by George Floyd's death, and you look at his movie Get Out, you can see direct connections to the death on the subway of Jordan Neely, which was compared to the George Floyd death. And the connections go so deep that you could make the case, and Morpheus has, that Jordan Peele directed the staged fake death of Jordan Neely at the hands of Daniel Penny. The connections are pretty deep Uh, for example in the movie Get Out you have a character who plays lacrosse who looks like Daniel Penny who strangles people like it's pretty obvious Uh, you have another connection between the guy who recorded the subway death and the guy who records the UFO in NOPE and then the movie Get Out itself, uh, the title, Get Out, has a lot of relevance to the subway violence, which was solved by Daniel Penny. Because for months leading up to that movie, a lot of far-right propagandists were saying you get are out listening of to get infinite plane radio of subway violence. stick around for live call-in get shows out. stay for the music and recent reports. they all say join us at infinite dot live for 24 7 live chat with other listeners okay let's move on Going.